Welcome to the Church of Rocky Peaks downloadable messages and podcast. This week, we take a break from our current series and bring you a message by our special guest speaker, Nick Vujicic, from Life Without Limbs Ministry. And it's entitled, God is with you and will pull you through. Last week, uh, Pastor Dave Cox talked about meeting life's biggest challenges. Uh, Do you have challenges in your life? Yeah. Yeah, everybody should be nodding their head. If you're not, you're just kidding yourself. We all have challenges. This morning, we are going to be encouraged and we're going to be challenged. Our speaker this morning has faced challenges that most of us can only imagine. Uh, Nick Vujicic was born with no arms and no legs, and that was a surprise to everybody. Uh, Despite that, Nick, uh, because of his faith in God and the power of God working in his life, has uh, gone to college and has gotten degrees in accounting and financial planning. He's a real estate investor. Nick is a motivational speaker, both in the corporate world and in Christian uh, circles. He's spoken literally around the world to hundreds of thousands of people. The greatest thing he likes to do, though, is come and share his story about how God works in his life so that he can impact the world. Would you join me in welcoming Nick Vujicic? Thank you. Thank you very much. Give me a hug. You said it right, man. (laughs) I'm good. Bless you too, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it is a pleasure to be with you here this morning. Um, Thank you so much for the uh, warm welcome. Uh, I love, as it was just said, to just share how God has changed my life and how He's transformed my mindset to know that God is a good God, not because of your circumstances, but because of His faithfulness. And there are some times in life where we don't praise God for His goodness, because there are so many bad things that happen in our life. And, and I just want to share with you this morning the journey that I've had with Jesus Christ, and the scriptures that gave me strength when I felt alone and when I felt depressed. And uh, if you're thinking of getting a pen and paper out, uh, really get it out, because I, I want you to jot down some of the uh, scriptures that we're going to cover and maybe quote. Before we get into anything, I um, always open up with a couple funny stories. And uh, basically, as you can see, I have no arms and no legs, but I have my little chicken drumstick down here. And uh, we call this a chicken drumstick because, first of all, it looks like one. And second of all, sometimes my dog thinks it's one. And uh, he comes up every now and then to start biting on it, and I have to shoot him in the head a couple times. And uh, it's quite cool. With this thing, I can type 43 words a minute on a normal computer, and I praise God for the wonderful achievements that he's been graced, uh, he gave me the grace to do. And uh, today, as you've heard, I travel around the world, and and I love speaking, and we're uh, going to South Africa, Kenya, Uganda, and India in uh, 15 days. And uh, the DVD uh, about me, I'll I'll talk talk about that in a second, is going all around the world. And uh, you know what? I, I just want you to buckle up, enjoy the ride. Um, but get ready, uh, because a lot of people assume that I'm just going to come up here and say, look at me, I have no arms, no legs, what's your problem? That is not, that's not the message. Uh, and, and I'm not here for you, oh, look at this guy with that arms, legs. you're going to feel sorry for me. In fact, by the end of this sermon, you're going to have jealousy of my life. Um, it's going to be cool. But look, let me just tell you a couple of funny jokes. Uh, I get around to an electric wheelchair and I drive around, you know, obviously at shopping malls and stuff. And, uh, you know, kids see me and they freak out. This boy saw me one day and he's like, oh, what happened? And I went up to him and I go, cigarettes. And, uh, 
love freaking people out. I love to swim, man. I love swimming. I, I jump inside the pool and I actually float like a life vest. I either float on my back or float upright like this. Then I have my little motor down here and I go, bah, like this, right? And so as I do this, you sort of see my head flying across the water. And I was going down a water theme park slide one day and uh, all by myself. I was very proud of myself. I normally don't go on open water, fl- water slides because I'm just so scared that I'm going to go off the side or something. But this one was a tunnel one, so always good. So I went down this thing, man. And obviously at the bottom of the slide, there was a pool full of people just chilling, just relaxing. <laughs> Watching others come down the slide, and here I come, and they're like... <laughs> I was so tempted to look at myself and go, what happened? <laughs> it quite funny. Um... Anyway, look, the funniest story I can tell you, I was in a car one day, and when you see me from the outside of the car, you have no idea that I have no arms and no legs. And so we're at the traffic lights one day, and this car pulls up next to us, and this girl's looking at me. And I'm like, cool, let's have some fun here. So I look at her, and I grab the seatbelt in my mouth, and I loosen it like this. And then in the car seat, I just did this. (laughs) It was the best, man. I've never seen anyone so anxious for a green light before in my life. <laughs> all right, just want to show you a couple of things. I have a tennis ball up here and I uh, want to show you all um, how far I can kick this. I'm a soccer fan and I, I like Bender like Beckham, so I'm practicing. But uh, can I have a, a volunteer possibly? You were first. Have you seen this before, my man? No, really. What's your name? Stand up for me, Stephen. Come down the front, mate. Beautiful. Now, Stephen, can I get you to just possibly stand right there? See my finger pointing there. Right there. Right there, right there is good. Right there is good. Now, probably just move back for me. I just want to show everybody how far I can kick this. So if you can keep me going that way. Keep me going back, 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 back. A bit faster. A lot faster. Keep me going back, 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 back. Keep me going back, 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 back. Keep me going back, 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 back. Keep me going back, 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 back. I'm joking, Stephen. I can't kick that far. Come forward. It's all good. Right there is good. Right there is good. Maybe take one big step forward and that'll be fine. One big step. All right. That's pretty good. All right. Now, Stephen, uh, just bear with me. It's quite a big kick, so I need a little bit of a run up here. So um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a, just a, <laughs> Woo! Now it's checking. It's so good. All right, you ready for this, Stephen? Now, when you get this ball, don't throw it back because it can't catch. Okay? Just see how many people throw tennis balls. I mean, I just f- watch them fly by. You know what I mean? All right, you ready? You know what? Can you do me one favor? Just come a bit more, bit more forward. Just a little bit. That's it. Right there. Okay. My foot. Got to wake it up here this morning. All right, here we go. You ready? Don't throw it back, okay? All right, here we go. When you get this, just come up on the stage, all right? Here we go. Ready? One, two. Very nice. Very nice. Come up here, man. Stephen, can I get you to hold this up for me, please, so everybody can see it? This is uh, the coolest DVD in the whole entire world because I'm on it. And uh, 
I don't know if you've got this before, if you had a DVD of mine before. Get a new one. This is a new one. We have new footage. We have footage from South Africa, a new updated testimony. The testimony that you saw was two years old. This is only three months old. And uh, so it's, it's, it's just amazing to see how God has um, let me grow as a speaker and a preacher. So please get one of these because the friends and family that you have in your life, uh, especially those who don't want to hear anything about God, they will watch this thing. Uh, you know, the, the boss that complains, just tell them to shut up and take a DVD. Uh, and seriously, like, like people who are whinging at work or, you know, they're not having a good day or something's up and you don't know how to present the gospel to somebody. Uh, this is a great icebreaker. Um, please, uh, learn, a lot of businessmen actually buy five or six copies at a time. They're $20 each over there uh, outside. Now, mate, you get that for absolutely free under one condition. Give me a hug. I love you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day, mate. Cheers, mate. All right. Now, one more trick. I've got a phone up here, and I'm actually going to flick up this phone onto my shoulder. Now, this doesn't always happen the first time, but what happens when you fail? Very good. Can someone give me a sound for ringing phone, please? Thank you. Again. Thank you. I'm coming! Hey, you like that? All right. Would you open your Bibles with me this morning to Philippians chapter 4? We're going to read from verse 4, 6, and 7. Everybody say joy. Joy. Everybody say peace. Peace Peace and joy, two fruits of the... Now, when you ask God to come into your life and you're asking for forgiveness of your sins, because you know that when you come to God face to face, you might be a good person, but there's at least one thing that you've done wrong. And we know that when you've done something wrong, you're not holy, you're not perfect anymore, but God is. And God is holy and perfect, and because of that fact, we don't deserve to be in His presence. So, Jesus Christ, in the form of God, came in the flesh lived a perfect life, a holy life, a spotless life, a righteous life, never even thought of sinning at all. Well, he lived a life of perfection, and he took the weight of the world on his shoulders and all our imperfection and all our unrighteousness and paid the price for our sins. Now, knowing that we are forgiven by God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and that he loves us so much that he would do that and that he has a, he has a calling on our life and that he has a purpose for our life and we can have a friendship with him, that should give us joy and peace. But there are some times in life where circumstances take away that joy and peace. And we, we as humans, we condition our joy and peace by our circumstances. Oh, I'm not doing that, Nick. Well, let me just ask you to do a reality check right now on a scale of 1 to 10. Where is your joy? It's a Sunday morning. It's exactly 9.34. You may be tired and you're thinking, what are we going to have for lunch and blah, 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 blah. Where, where is your joy? Maybe you have bills to pay and all these sort of things. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's be real. On a scale of 1 to 10, is your joy a 1 or is it 3 or is it minus 10? Who knows? Only you know. Now, let me ask you. What do you think the greatest impatience is, impatience is with God right now in your life? I'd say in my life, my greatest impatience with God is unanswered prayer. Now, let me ask you, if God answered every single prayer of yours right now at 9.35 in the morning, right now, how much joy would you have? You would be up 
in the stands, up here on stage, and we'll be jumping up and down and say, praise God, hallelujah, for he has been good to me. Why? Because he's changed my circumstance. He's answered my prayer. Many times we forget to not just praise God for what he's going to do, but praise God for what he's done. Salvation is here only because Jesus loves us so much. Anything more than our salvation and love from Jesus Christ, anything good that happens more in our life apart from that should only be a bonus. Right? But it's so hard to see that. But God wants us to live a life of abundance and blessing. And I want to talk about how you can have joy and peace in your life without your circumstance changing. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Would you read it with me? Here we go. One, two, three. Rejoice in the Lord always. That's very enthusiastic. Come on. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, many times circumstances get us anxious. So in verse 6 and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a pretty big mouthful. In summary, it's saying, don't be anxious for anything. Bring your requests to God, and His peace will guard your heart. How do you let God's peace guard your heart when your world turns upside down? You see, faith is a gift. Say that with me. Faith is a gift. Faith is a gift, but trust is a decision. It's only by God's grace that we have that strength to have that faith to hear the voice of God and hear the calling of our life. And then you find out through faith, through the Word, who God is and what He can do. But then it's up to you to take that step and trust Him. And when you say, Lord, I trust you, then His peace guards your heart. That's how His peace guards your heart. And it's not always a feeling. It's not always this. It's not always that. But we stand by our faith and we believe in what we see in this book. And we'll get into this in a second. I keep on saying that. But look, I was born in a Christian home. Okay, my dad at the age of 27 uh, planted a church in January 1982. Okay, and I was their firstborn son. 11 months after the church was planted, they had a son, and that was me. And they had no idea that I was going to have no uh, like no limbs. They had ultrasounds done, and radiographers just assumed that I was in a position where you could not detect my arms and legs. The whole church, when the pastor's son was born without arms and legs, they cried out to the Lord God. And they first of all ask God, why? Why, Lord, would you let this happen? And the second thing is, well, then God, heal him. It says in your word, ask and you shall receive. And these are the things that we sometimes don't understand. God's ways and thoughts are higher than ours. We all know that. And it was very difficult for my parents, and I praise God for the parents I have. Without them, obviously, I wouldn't be here literally and biologically. But I mean, they, they supported me all the way. It took them four months to come to peace with having a, a son born without arms and legs. They never heard of any other uh, example like that to work from. So it was all trial and error. And I just see the, the wonderful grace of God in my parents' lives as they brought me up. But it was difficult for me as well. I went to school, a lot of people teased me, a lot of people put me down. It was very hard to find my place in this world. And and when I was eight years old, I I basically was a a little boy who needed help all the time. You know, I always needed somebody to get me a glass of water, someone, you know, feed me, someone do this, someone do that. And 
I thought I'd never become an independent man that the way that I am today. I mean, it's just such a shock to everybody and a shock to the doctors. I actually met up with my doctor who was there at the delivery about two, three years ago when he started crying. And because uh, they all knew that I, they really believed that I would not be who I am today. They thought I'd be laying on my back for the rest of my life. They never thought I'd be able to walk, let alone jump around. And uh, it's amazing to see that. But at age eight, and everybody couldn't see anything like Anybody couldn't see the, the plan that God had for me. No one could see a hope in a future. And I went to Sunday school just like any other pastor's son and learned Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I got angry at God. I said, God, what kind of hope and future do I have? I thought, Lord, what kind of job am I going to get? I'm never going to have a career. And I used to get so upset, you know, when I went to weddings and stuff. And I'm like, I'm probably never, ever going to get married. I thought, even if I ever did get married, I can't even hold my wife's hand. I won't be able to dance with my bride on our wedding night. When I have children with my wife, well, how am I supposed to put my arms around my kids when they're crying? And these things weren't important to me. And no one had any answers. And I had my ups and downs. I wasn't depressed all my childhood. I had my ups and downs, ups and downs. And when I had my downtimes, a lot of people would come up to me and say, Nick, everything is going to be okay. But I'd say, but how do you know? You don't know my pain. You don't know my future. This morning, I want you to know that I am not here to tell you that Nick Vujicic says everything's going to be okay. There is only one person who can tell you that everything's going to be okay, and that is God Almighty Himself through this. The Word of God, which is true, and the truth will set you free. A book of promises that will never, ever fail you. God does not have the capacity to forget you. God does not have the capacity to fail you or make a mistake. In Romans 8.28, it says, All things come together for the good for those who love Him. Write that verse down, Romans 8.28. All things come together for the good. No one could see any good out of my circumstance. There is no joy in your circumstance. Write that down. There is no joy in my circumstance. But there is joy in the purpose of my circumstance. And not to say that we all understand what that purpose is. It took 20 years for us to see any good that could come out of this birth defect. But do we see it now? Yes. Do I love it? Yes. Would I change it? No. I haven't even thought of praying for arms and legs for the last four years since the ministry began. It is wonderful to see the perfection of God in our life, but it's so hard to see it. You know what? God really challenged me. To start being thankful. I have no arms, no legs. I have no arms, no legs. I have no arms, no legs. Or I have the choice to say, God, thank you for the chicken drumstick. Lord, thank you that I have a mind and I have a heart and I have a burning desire to serve you. There is no greater joy, satisfaction in my life than living the purpose that God has for me. And I prayed and I prayed that God would change my circumstance. Lord, change my circumstance. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Apostle Paul pleads with God three times, Lord, take this thorn from my side. And did God take the thorn from his side? No, it doesn't say that at all. We don't know what this thorn is, be it physical, be it spiritual. God did not say that he changed it in the word of God. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. If we can just understand that. Why shouldn't we be joyous? 
Why shouldn't we have peace? Because we know that no matter who we are, no matter what we're going through, that God knows it, He's with you, and He's going to pull you through. There is nothing my God cannot do. God has a plan for it. And I thought I had the best plan. Lord, if you give me arms and legs, I'll go around the world and I'll go on Oprah Winfrey's show and I'll show them, you know, photos before and after photos, me without arms and legs, now with arms and legs, both very good looking. And, you know, <laughs> the world would see the miracle of God. And years later, I found out now that the DVD that I just gave away to Stephen, that is being black marketed all around the world. And, and they reckon that when you're black marketed, you know you've made it. You know what I mean? But I tell you something about this DVD. He went to Holland and it was shown at a church of 600. Did you know that this church of 600 don't even believe that I'm real the way that I am? They think it's camera tricks. They think I've got my legs in the table and somehow got my hands in my shirt. I don't understand. But how many people could argue with that miracle? If you witness this miracle right now, if God, quote, healed my body right now, in front of your eyes, you go home, tell your, you tell your parents, tell everybody that you know, You'll never believe what I just saw. You're right. They'll never believe what you just saw. If someone told you that you saw, that they saw a guy without arms and legs, now having arms and legs, as much as you want to believe that, you will not. And you can't. Unless you saw it for yourself. You could argue with a miracle like that, but I see the perfection of God. You see this? I thank God that He did not change my circumstance. Why? Because I stand before you as a miracle of God. A tangible example and demonstration of God's grace, love, and perfection that He has for everyone. You could argue with the other miracle, but you cannot argue with my smile. You look me in the eye and you can't argue with the peace that I have in my heart, with the joy that I have in my life. No one can argue with that. This is the amazing thing. I see how God has used me in a, in a powerful way. I just want to share with, a, with you a couple minutes right now just how God is, is just evolving our ministry into something very, very big. And then I want to talk about your ministry. We just came back from Indonesia. We were there the second time. We were, we were there maybe seven weeks ago now, Vaughn, eight weeks ago, something like that. And we spoke to 120,000 people over 22 engagements in nine days. It's a Muslim nation. You know, 70 to 85% of them are Muslim. And uh, we, we went, I went there the first time without Vaughn in November last year. And the pastor sat me down and he was... Uh, who had a sad look in his face and he said, Nick, I have something to tell you. I'm like, what's wrong? He said, someone black market your DVD. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, someone copied 60,000 copies of Life Without Limbs DVD and it's in shops, every shop. You have Nick Vujic, Life Without Limbs DVD. And like, oh, he's like, you know, Indonesian people, they don't understand copyright. You know? <laughs> copyright, copyright, right to copy, right to copy. But I praise God that people are black marketing. First of all, I don't care how the gospel is preached as long as it's preached. The fact that someone made tens of thousands of dollars of the ministry, it ain't my ministry, it's God's ministry. He can do whatever He wants with it. But this is the amazing thing. That because I have no arms and no legs, and because of the black market DVDs, the, something that doesn't make sense for it to be good, God turns it around for good. What the, what the enemy intended for evil, God used for good. God slapping Satan in the face with the fact that I have no arms, no legs. Seriously. Literally. 
Because we went to Indonesia now, and because of the black market DVDs, we had crowds of 30,000 people, not out of any other event, just to come see me. There was one night where we had to turn away 7,000 people. We went back there in, in, you know, in the first time in November and many of them came to Christ. You know, people who have other religions, but especially in Indonesia. And these 30 Muslims came to Christ and they were counseling and baptized in water an hour later. And those same 30 people, all their families came to Christ now. And they're being involved in the church. And it's beautiful to see how God is using me. He's let me go through some cracks that you cannot fit through, literally. It's amazing to see what's going on. We had the privilege and honor of speaking to the highest maximum security prison in the nation. It was awesome. 800 prisoners, men and women. Under one condition, Nick, can you come and preach to us if a Muslim priest got up there and preached before you did? So I said, that's okay. So this Muslim priest got up there and he talked for 20, 25 minutes, how to be a good person, how to pray five times a day, how to read the Quran five times a day. And then I got up and the first thing that I came up and I said, look, it's not about how to be a good person. It's not about reading a book five times a day. It's not about praying five times a day. I said the exact opposite than what he said. Then I shared about my testimony and shared how it's forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. And by God's grace, the word of God is true and the truth will set you free and I said, if you want to pray with me, stand. And out of 800 people, 400 stood up. And they prayed with me. Then the Muslim priest got up and he said, okay, now I want to pray. So then he started praying. He started singing. Then he looked at me in the eye and he said, Nick, you're welcome back anytime. I mean, that does not make sense. I said the exact opposite than what he did. I didn't get it, but I do. It's God. It's God's perfect plan for my life. We were on the TV to 40 million people. 40 million people got a live broadcast of my testimony in the crowd of the 30,000. It was huge. I was in the newspaper. Oh, this is cool. I've never shared this before. I had my first cartoon newspaper clipping. It was awesome, man. Anyway... They put me on TV, magazines and everything. And Muslim, uh, this, this Muslim guy rang up and he said, Nick, even though you preach the gospel, you're welcome back anytime because you still bring a benefit to our nation. You see, when you have a disability in any third world country, the mindset and culture that all they've known is that if you have some sort of disability, you are cursed. And it is impossible for a disabled person to have purpose, joy, and peace in their life. It is impossible. Do you know that they are rejects? Their families don't even look them in the eyes. They kick them out. And they're a beggar for the rest of their life. But through my DVD, 500 pastors that we just heard about eight, eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, my Kenyan coordinator called up and said, Nick, you know how we got crusades in Kenya? 15,000 coming up. She goes, you have no idea, Nick, how much impact you're already having. You haven't even got here yet. They heard about the advertising of our crusades and everybody's talking about this guy without arms, legs, that's coming. And then 500 pastors sat down to watch my DVD. Do you know that those 500 pastors have never, ever thought of inviting a disabled person to church? Isn't that amazing? Well, they fell on their knees and repented and now you have praise and worship leaders in wheelchairs up on stage. This is changing mindsets, making history in nations. I believe it's going to move the government 
to invite me and say, hi, how you doing? And if I can't preach the gospel, I get in the country on a motivational level, meet the government heads. We're meeting, Lord willing, the government heads of Indonesia next year, and I'm going to trickle in the gospel. (laughs) Amen? This is the exciting thing. I'm excited, man. I just praise God for what he's doing. I'm writing a book called No Arms, No Legs, No Worries. And I'm actually going on Oprah Winfrey's show. Isn't that awesome? Very cool. She just doesn't know about it yet. But is that too big for God to do? No, God can do all things. I believe this ministry is such a unique and powerful one that we're going to be a force of God's army taking over territory for His kingdom. We can't even see the future right now, but what we see ahead just in the next couple of years is going to be huge. We believe that we're going to raise hundreds, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for third world countries, and we come in there and we send missionaries. We just saw a, a village in Cambodia of 10,000. Not one person has heard about Jesus Christ. Not one. They have no fresh water, no education, no education about hygiene. And this is what we want to do. We don't want to just go into a town and say, Jesus loves you and leave. We want to come and change regions of nations. And where people are not allowed to go, they're letting a guy without arms and legs go through. Why? Well, because he's armless. He's not dangerous. This is the beauty of God. When you trust in Him, all things come together for the good. When you trust in Him, then you know His grace is sufficient. And when you trust in Him, you know that He has a hope and a plan and a future for you. And when you trust in Him, He has a purpose that we're to live for. Now, what is your purpose? Let me ask you a question. Put up your hand if you can tell me, if you're in a position where you can say, Nick, I'm actually in a full-time ministry position this morning. Right now, put up your hand. Put up your hand. Let me see. I'd say there's like 15 of you max. And there's a couple hundred of you here this morning. Put your hand down. Do you not know that you're in full-time ministry? Yeah? Whether you like it or not. How old you are, young you are, I don't care. You are a leader whether you like it or not. Well, I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. Leadership is influence. Check out John Maxwell's stuff. You can either influence people for the good or for the bad. People see what you do, what you don't do. People hear what you say and what you don't say. And how you live your life is how people see what kind of life you think you should be living. And they sort of set a standard in their own life from what you live in your life. You know, we play church. This morning, I don't know how you were this morning. I don't know if you're grumpy, but you got the kids up in the morning and you dress them up and they're losing socks and, you know, all these sort of things. And you're grumpy and the breakfast wasn't right. And rah, 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 rah. And you have a bill to pay and these things. What, did you do this? No, I didn't. Why not? And going on and on and on. And you jump in the car and you're driving to church and you run out of gas. And so you go into a gas station. You fill up the gas. Now we're going to be late. I hate being late to church. And you're, you're going in. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. You pull into the parking lot lot you park your car and all of a sudden as soon as you open the door and you step out you're like hallelujah (laughs) for the glory of the lord is upon me 
and you're floating to the sanctuary. God bless you, brother. Good to see you. How are you? How is your family? Good. How are you? Busy. I've been fine. That's good. You didn't return anything. You didn't return the thing that you were supposed to borrow. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll say that I love you. I will say that I don't care. And you can keep it, but you shouldn't. You need to give back to me. I need that. You know what I'm saying? All these sides. And you're walking in, and, you know, I'm not going to talk to that person. I hope she doesn't look at me. And you're going through, and, you, and you, you come into your seat, and you sit down, and you open your Bible, and you're like, yes, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. And you're walking back like an angel. And as soon as you get in the car, boom, what are we going to have for lunch? It's like, I don't know, you know, we're playing church, man. Yeah, let me quote this song. It says, I say on Sunday how much I want revival, and then on Monday I can't even find my Bible. (laughs) Now, it's funny, but it's scary. Do you know that this church can double overnight? Each of you brings someone along. Is that rocket science? No, it's very simple. This church can double when you, as the people of this church, as members or attenders of this church, realize the mindset that it's not of who of the community comes to this church, it's who of this church will go into the community. I'm not saying that you need to preach to anybody, but you must. When you experience the love of Jesus Christ, don't you want to just share it? Well, don't have the fear of being inadequate. I don't know how God wants to use me. Well, be the love of Jesus Christ. That's all he calls us to do, to be. And if God wants you to speak, he will give you the words. Matthew 10, 19, do not be worried about what to say, for it's not you who's speaking, but me through you. God will prepare those hearts. God will prepare your heart. And when you pray for somebody, when you see them walking away, further and further away from God, do not be discouraged. Keep on planting those seeds faithfully of love, of prayer. God hears your prayers. He's working behind the scenes in their life more than you know. Keep on praying. It's time that His church and you would arise and shine. Lord, why did you send me so many non-Christians in my workplace? Because they don't know who Jesus is. And if they don't hear about Jesus, how are they going to know that Jesus loves them? If you love them. This is what it's down to. That's the bottom line. God will equip you. God will prepare you. Will you fall? Will you fail? Yes. Do I have it all together? No. No. Do I fail? Yes. But a hypocrite is somebody who is not loving Jesus and, and failing. That is not a hypocrite. A hypocrite is somebody who loves Jesus, fails, and don't care that they fail. That's what a hypocrite is. Okay? I'm striving to be the man of God he wants me to be. And day by day, he molds me and makes me. I know that there are too many people here who are guilty about the failures in their life. And this thing chokes you up and you're like, you can't move, you can't breathe, and you can't keep on going into what God wants you to do. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God will finish what he started. Be patient as he does a perfect work in you. It's all good for me to come up here and share whatever I want. Share my experiences. But you've got burdens today and I I want you to see that there is beauty in your circumstance. Why? How do I, Nick, get my friends to trust in God? 
with their circumstance. Well, you share with them how you can trust in God with your circumstances. Very simple. We are sent to heal the brokenhearted. How are we going to heal the brokenhearted if we don't know what a broken heart looks like? How do you bring the people around you, their broken hearts to Christ? You share how God has healed your broken heart. Imagine if you had no imagine if you had no experiences in life. Can you I never thought of this before. Imagine if you had no experience in life and you're just here and you're just existing. Try convince someone that Jesus loves them. Try convince someone. How do you know? What do you know? You haven't experienced anything. You don't know what a broken home feels like. You don't know what a, what a friction between marriage is. You don't know this. You don't have financial burdens. You don't have this. They can honestly say, you have no weight. Really? Why am I up here? Why is my testimony so powerful? Well, by the grace of God, I've gone through experiences and I can share with you how God has pulled me through. Period. It's the only reason why I've spoken to over a million people face to face over nine nations. Because I share what God has done in my life. And it's powerful. Write down this website down, lifewithoutlimbs.org. Teenagers, a good uh, evangelical uh, website for your friends who don't know Jesus. Myspace.com slash lifewithoutlimbs. Myspace.com slash lifewithoutlimbs. Everybody else, lifewithoutlimbs.org. Then when you've done that, Vaughn, can you come up here, please? When you've done that, close. Uh, can you give me a gla- can you give me a water too, please, on your way out? Thanks. When you've done that, just close your books, please. Can we turn the house lights down for a second? Can you restart that clock at ten minutes, please? This is Vaughn. Vaughn is uh, one of my best friends in my life. We've only known each other for a year. And uh, he travels around the world with me. He is a very anointed uh, praise and worship leader at his church back at home. And uh, he watches my back. It's beautiful. And he's my right-hand man, literally. He's my bodyguard, my beautician, my, beautician, my stylist, my bodyguard, everything. He's good. Um, let me tell you a funny story. I was at the beach one day, and um, I love going to the beach. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> I love freaking people out like you know. Um, but I tell you, I was in the waves one day, and I never go in the waves alone, because if I swim in a beach here in California, that wave can take me back to Australia if it wants. Seriously. <laughs> remember, I float, so that can take me wherever it wants. And I tell you, man, I was in this, uh, you know, these waves with my friend Tim. And uh, he was holding me, and as each wave came, he would hold me, and, you know, we went under, and it was so cool, and it was fun, and, uh, you know, sometimes he'd let me float, and I'd, you know, do this sort of thing, and we got past the whitewash, and we thought we were pretty safe. All of a sudden, this huge wave broke before we thought it was going to break, and it was huge. It was like five foot above us, and I looked at that thing, and I'm like, oh, boy. I was so scared, my knees were shaking, you understand me? I was looking at that thing like, what am I going to do? He's like, I don't know. He's like, what can you do? I don't know. You can't talk to the wave and say, peace be still. You can't do that. So I went through this wave, man, and we went under, and it was so powerful. I flew right out of his hands. He flew that way 30 feet. I'm in a washing machine, man. I'm going, boom, and going, boom, like this. And 
Takes me all the way to the bottom. I'm getting this thing on turbo. You know. Couldn't do anything. I didn't know which way was up and I was all alone. And... But I remembered that I float like a life vest and eventually, say eventually, no matter how big that wave is, that wave will eventually pass. And eventually I will come to the surface. It's funny, I was swimming in Indonesia in the public pool in a hotel. Everybody's looking at me. <laughs> I haven't shared this before, that's why I'm laughing so much. These guys go, how did you swim? <laughs> the pastor goes, by faith. <laughs> anyway, why did I share that? I want you to close your eyes, please. Why did I share that story about that wave? I want you to picture yourself in your sea of life. And wave after wave comes and each wave represents a circumstance, a problem that maybe not even your closest know about. deeper and deeper the waves get bigger and bigger maybe today you are in a wave that is so much bigger than you and you wish you could turn back time or you wish you were ready or you wish you could just see how long it's going to be before you can get back up try struggle to the surface and you get tired as you try to struggle to the surface you look at your right hand and in your right hand you hold a bowling ball this bowling ball represents the heaviness that you carry you try to shake it off you try to forget the memories that keep you awake at night you're trying to ignore the anxiety that you have the guilt you can't take this bowling ball off your hands it's like glued to your hands you know, for as long as that bowling ball is on your hands, you cannot do this on your own. So you cry to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I need you. It says in the Bible that when you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. Drawing near to Him is crying out to Him, speaking to Him. You cry out to Him and He comes and He puts His hands in front of you. And you think He's going to take the bowling ball off you your hands but he doesn't he simply puts his hands under your hands and he takes the weight of that heaviness and he lifts you higher higher and higher do you need Jesus to lift you higher today do you need to give back your family your marriage your Whatever burdens you carried in today through those doors, leave them here. For God can give you peace right now without one circumstance changing. He says, when you go through the fire, fear not, for I am with you. 
He's with you. He's with your family. Open your eyes. There are many people here today who need to take that step closer to God. You don't have that peace. You feel so weak. Right now, wherever you are in your relationship with God, whether you know Him as a friend, whether you don't know anything at all about God, you know that you cannot do this on your own. Well, I'm here today to tell you that if Jesus wasn't with me, I wouldn't be here today. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity to call out to God. But you publicly come into the front and just kneeling at the front and letting me pray a prayer with you. Whatever heaviness you have in your heart, let's give it to God. Give it to Him. His grace is sufficient for you. Right now as I'm speaking, if you know that you need to come closer to God this morning, just stand and come to the front. You're going to see three people stand and everybody else will come. There's your three. Come to the front and kneel at the front. Come on. Come on. Now everybody's coming. Just come. Come on. Come on. Would you just come? Please come. Please come. You don't have to take those heaviness and that burden with you. Just leave it. Leave it here. Come on. Let's give it to God. Come on. Let's pray for healing in your life. more people here we feel lukewarm you know that husbands you don't read this with your wife you don't pray together you're being convicted that you need to you need to give your marriage back to him come on come wives you know that your husbands are depressed bring them now come on Lack of fulfillment, lack of peace. Can we change right now? Just come. Come on. I'm not going to drag this out. Last call. If you know that you need to be at the front, just come in Jesus' name. Just come. Come on. I don't care how young you are. You know your friends are hurting. You want to pray for your friends? Come on, let's pray for your friends. Last call. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, 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 just come, just come, just come, just come, just come. We thank you, God, that you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. And you love us so much that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. 
You would make a way for us to have a friendship with you and relationship with you. And we thank you, God, that nothing will ever, ever separate us from your love. We thank you, Lord, for each person up the front. Father, you know the lack of peace that's in their lives and the brokenness and loneliness. And right now, by your Holy Spirit, we ask, God, that you would bind up any power of darkness and oppression that's upon their life and bind up the enemy in Jesus' name and any any fear right now be gone. Right now, Father, would you fill them with the peace of your presence. May you heal their broken hearts, Lord. We speak to every addiction, every broken marriage. Father, we ask that you would do healing in all areas of our lives. We thank you, God. We can come together and we praise you that your will be done in our life. Lord, whatever you want us to do, you're going to give us the strength to get through it. Father, we ask that marriages would be saved right now. Father, we ask for strength for the lonely the depressed thank you Jesus would you pray this prayer with me and say Lord Jesus I come to you today and I thank you for loving me I am so sorry of all the things I've done wrong forgive me I want to live a life that pleases you guide me Strengthen me, renew my mind, and change my heart. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. And the Bible says that I am forgiven. Help me to believe it. Fill me with your spirit and your presence. Help me to know that when I don't understand, that I'm in your hands. Give you my family, my friends. Use me, Lord. Comfort me and strengthen me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Look at me. I love you so much. I love you, 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 I love you. God loves you. And God has heard your prayer. There are going to be times you're not going to feel him by your side. There are going to be times of doubt. You're going to fall, you're going to fail. But God is faithful. Hold on to the promises of God that will give you strength to get through I believe that there are people here, young and old, who've actually said that prayer for the first time. You're going to go home and you're going to think, well, what now? I said the prayer that Nick wanted me to do. What now? If you said that prayer for the first time, I want to take the time to meet you and greet you and hug you personally up the back in a second. But I just want to know, just with a show of hands, is there anybody here who can actually say, Nick, I honestly ask Jesus to come into my heart to forgive you of my sins for the first time. I've never done this before. Put up your hand right now. Put up your hand. See your hand. Come on, anybody else? No more people. Maybe you've said that prayer. I see your hand. It's too. Just wait for the claps. Wait, don't, don't clap for a second. Listen. Maybe you've said that prayer many, many times, but you never told anybody. And today you've said that prayer. You didn't even come to the front. Don't think you needed to. That's fine. 
But if you know that you've said that prayer for the first time and you don't want to hide it anymore, if you've said it again and again, today, you don't have to hide it. To anybody else, it's two. Come on, put up your hand if you can actually say, Nick, I honestly said that prayer with you for the first time. Or I've said that prayer, but now I want the world to know. Put up your hand. 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 There's ten that I see anybody in the crowd. Scan the crowd. Cool, put your hands down. I want you to know that I love you very much. And if any one of you need to pray with anybody, that's why we're here as a family of God, as a church, to help you, to talk with you. Those people who put up your hands, especially the two down here, I want to meet you both. I'm going to ask you to go up the back in a second. But if you know that you need to pray with somebody as well, you need to recommit your heart or you just need to talk with somebody, I invite you to go up the back up there and give you all quick hugs so please you too can I meet you over there please if you can stand and just go over there right now can we give a round of applause as we welcome into the family of God praise God I want to meet you okay if you don't feel that you need praying for you can go back to your seats but if you know you need to be prayed for there are people up the back with their hands up in the air Ready to receive you. Ready to talk with you. Everybody else, can I just have your attention just for two more minutes? I'm sorry I went over time. I have gone over time. Forgive me. I want you to know that I love you very much. We're excited. God has moved me and Vaughn from Australia to America in California, Thousand Oaks area, which is not too far from here. We are ministry associates of Johnny and Friends and they've embraced us and they're helping us out in some sort of way and it's beautiful to see how God is stirring many hearts, many godly men and women with resources and finances and intercessors to get behind us. We thank you for your love and support. Vaughn and I, we need you. George, my manager, our team, we need your prayers. We need your support. We need an army of people to push us forward into all that God wants us to do. We are a recognized nonprofit 501c3 organization recognized by the IRS. God leads you to give this morning. Understand we're going to take up a love offering. Ask God how much He wants you to give. Please be generous. If you believe in the ministry that you see before, you know how many ministries you've seen. You don't know about the credibility. You don't know about the integrity. You don't really know how much impact that this ministry has. Well, you've seen it here this morning with your own eyes. And I praise God for it. Honestly, it happens everywhere we go. It's beautiful to see it. And we're excited to travel around the world and do what God has called us to do. But we need you. So I thank you for your love and support. If God leads you to be a monthly partner or whatever, outside or all the information that you need. I'm going to go up the back to give them hugs in a second. Then we're going to close up with a song, I think. Then after this song, I'm going to be out there to hug you all. I'm a hugging machine. If you leave here without a hug, I'm going to run after you. (laughs) May God bless you and thank you for having us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this week's message. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have putting it together. 
Please visit us at rockypeak.org where you can download more messages or have your questions answered. Remember, you can subscribe to our weekly podcast for free by searching for The Church at Rocky Peak from within the music store in your iTunes software. For Lead Pastor Mike Yearly and everybody up here at The Peak, thanks for listening. Thank you.